0: Here are my revelations after interviewing Nicholas Gonzalez. I don't want to say interview, more of um, a conversation. I prefer having meaningful conversations over interviews because I don't really see myself as an interviewer. I'm definitely not a good interviewer because I tend to bird walk and I'm all over the place. All my content should say assembly required because like a box of Legos, I just dump content <laughs> questions random shit on the table and then uh you have to put it all together and that's why my revelations are at the beginning of my conversations with other people not at the end nicholas gonzalez is uh he's an awesome guy you know he's one of those guys where he has the bro down factor where we could talk about motorcycles and fitness and work out together right we could bump chest and at the same time We could get coffee and crepes and talk about struggles and definitions of man and marriage and parenting and all that, right? We could talk about our feelings and also work out. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Nick. Um, Let me give you my revelations real quick. One, my first revelation is uh, that I run slow. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you listen to the episode. My second revelation is to not do an Instagram live and a podcast at the same time. Uh, and I should have apologized because I did, didn't do the research. I thought it would just flow smoothly. There was a lot of echo and, and you know, our voices coming back and all of that. Um, I should have picked a lane. I should have picked one. I should have just did the podcast instead of trying to butter knife my cont- content and uh, do an Instagram live as well. So lesson learned there. My revelation three is, um, through the exchange, I realized that, uh, I'm thirsty for friends like this, you know, um, and maybe I do have friends like this, but I just need to engage in vulnerability and go grab a beer and burger and, and, um, talk about life and and what I'm struggling with right maybe I need to lead that conversation instead of stamping friends as not being sensitive you know or not wanting to have coffee and crepes but just having like workout friends right Um, maybe my workout friends are also uh, sensitive and I could have long conversations but I don't know because I don't engage them so that's my uh, third revelation and my fourth revelation is that no matter how successful you are, um, there's always going to be life struggles, you know. And uh, Nick reminded me of this. Um, I see him as a successful – I mean he is successful whether um, it's not arguable. I mean he has been successful since um, – and I know success is subjective. But on paper, he's been successful. And uh, I think he's always been pretty successful whether it's um, his you know, college career to – you know acting and and everything he's um been working for a long time and I don't know if he sees himself that way, but I definitely do um It's very hard for us to see ourselves the way that others see us uh and and that was also a a, a revelation I had during the episode when he uh was talking about um some of my writing because I don't see myself as a uh like a writer writer right i kind of see myself as like the c student who went to cal state northridge and is bad at math and kind of got lucky stumbling into writing self-help books i don't see myself as like this talented writer anyway um yeah it doesn't matter where you where, where you are in uh in your life and how uh, how successful you are Um, um we're human we have problems we struggle with shit and Um, I used to believe that once I got to Success Island, once I was quote-unquote successful, I wouldn't have any problems, and it's not true. I mean, I actually think that as you become more successful, um, you have more problems, more stress, more anxiety, you know. Anyway, I had a really uh, good time chatting with uh, Nick, who's an old friend, and uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Here is Nicholas Gonzalez. I want to start with CrossFit Hollywood.
1: Yeah, take us back to the beginning, beginning, yeah. uh, circa 2008. Man,
0: maybe. that's how we met. I was gonna say Craigslist, but it's a joke I use way too much. Um, we we did not meet on Craigslist, casual encounters. We met and, at and CrossFit Hollywood, and yet you still, you still you still used it. used it every time I use it. Even I know something I can use it. it. Yeah.
1: Maybe hey, those are uh, the kind of things we can leave behind. We're gonna be talking about things we can go into the new year and leave behind. That'll be one of
0: them. Yes, bad um, jokes. You know, Nick and I have a lot of things in common. Both, um, we got some fitness in common. I don't know what you're doing now. Uh, we have fatherhood. Uh, I am not married, uh, but I'm in a monogamous relationship. You were like to pull that one off. Congrats. Hold on. I'm going to grab my <laughs> beer right
1: and toast you. Although you shouldn't celebrate it too much. We're still getting away with it. Um, um, yeah, I thought I might do the whole, hey, we don't have to get married. You can still have kids. My wife looked at me like I had four heads.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been married, so I don't think. I I, yeah. Oh, so I, I love that. Nick brought a beverage as well. Cool. Um, I'm not against marriage. I just um. What is that?
1: Central Catholic buttons. Button.
0: Oh shit! Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not against marriage. I I. Uh, I know it's hard. We're going to talk about some of that stuff. Um, I just at 48, I, I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm one way or the other, you know, and if Vanessa wanted to get married tomorrow, I would totally do it. It's just not going to be, you know, 100 people in that whole like when you're 20s, the, you know, that, that whole thing. Well, I mean, is that
1: a story that you're still kind of holding on to or she is about, you know, wanting to be the bride with that party, which doesn't matter at any age. But, you know, but that the pomp and circumstance of marriage, I think, is what we sometimes get caught up in. And I think it's the opposite, unfortunately, that some people are so excited about doing that part of it. Yeah, that it's and spending a lot part.
0: of money. Right. Right. A lot. And of it's, it's the other
1: part that they're not really ready for. Oh, wow. It does really change after we have this really cool party.
0: Yeah. You and the, the other part is what is uh, actually what matters, right? What makes the, the marriage have legs? Um but anyway, going back to CrossFit Hollywood, here's here's what I want to know. Uh so Nick and I uh, we used to work out together and uh man this is over a decade ago. Um what were you what were you going through at that time? Because I didn't know your personal life. I just knew when you came in and um crushed wads and stuff. But what was what were you going through as far as you know your professional career and your personal life?
1: Um you know, for me at the time, I was a I was a first-time homeowner. I had uh about 2006, I bought my first house up in Silver Lake, wow. and was a two-bedroom, two and a half bath. When I was done with it, it was a three-bedroom, uh, two and a half, three and a half bath. But um, really nice little place. But it, you know, I, I very quickly found myself in a position that I was doing jobs to pay for this house that I was never at because I was off working. I mean, thankfully I was working. Don't get me wrong, that's something I've always been very fortunate in my life um, as an actor. So I. I'll get me wrong there's never anything wrong with that but it just it was it it was difficult because i was paying for a house that i wasn't even enjoying you know that mm. um there was no one else that lived there except when i had you know my, brought my sister over from california at one point another buddy uh, moved in for a little bit but you know it wasn't i don't have the family that i have now i'd love to have that house back so you know i was in a big transition period it's funny at that time was when um, shortly thereafter, I got rid of my house and changed what I was going after in my career and wanted to be happy and make the same thing that I watched on TV, the same thing I did.
0: Oh, you nice. Know,
1: make those make those the same thing as opposed to, you know, just doing jobs,
0: you know, as they wanted. Um, I feel like you hit success early. I mean, um, having a house early on back in the day when we were all struggling and, uh, <laughs> being on TV, right? Getting work. Also, I remember you had a Ducati.
1: Yeah, my Ducati right Monster 1100S. Which yeah, we were going up
0: We're going up. Oh, you do? Cool. We're going up Angeles Crest. I remember watching you. I was following you on my Harley. and I was like, wow, that guy could ride and you were just zipping. And, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm such not a great, uh, uh, I mean, I was just thinking about, I was staring at this bike, you know, and this, it's been in storage because I've been gone I've been in Vancouver for the past three years with my my wife and my little one and this is the first time I've come back since my little one's grown up and looked Mm. at the bike and been kind of like huh, what drove me that I wanted to get out on this bike and ride I still want to but I don't have that same kind of like hey let's hit the canyons, you know um, yeah.
0: And, and also, I got to say, um, you, you may or may not have had a uh, woman on the back of that. And, and that's what surprised right. me. <laughs> um, speaking of CrossFit Hollywood, you were a track star. So I did I did some digging on you. And now mm-hmm. things make sense, because when we had the running workouts, you were so fast. And so you played track in high school.
1: And now you have me all figured out. So it's not as miraculous as it seemed anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think but it's, I did. I think everyone would assume um, you had an amazing high school experience. Did you, were you the popular guy? Were you, you know?
1: Oh, as a high school experience. I mean, you, you went from one thing to another there on, um, I mean, on, as far as athletics, I was a cross country and track runner, um, you know, one state and and cross country and, and track and was like, you know, one of the top, you know, younger recruits in the nation. But I very quickly found out, you know, I got to Stanford and, everybody was a standout and everybody mm. was faster than me. You know, I ran a 1453 for 5K. In fact, that I still remember that that was like my big thing wow. out of high school. And these guys were running like 14, you know, flat. And it, so it was a it was it was a different it was a really different world. I stepped into where, you know, Nick wasn't as special as Nick thought Nick was when he was, you know, a high school runner.
0: What was your mile?
1: Mile was uh, 412
0: holy shit
1: (laughs) yeah there's another guy who did a sub four minute mile who was in my freshman class too so nick
0: you know nick you can't compare yeah but geez 412 that's amazing um and you also turned down west point is that true
1: yeah i came very close to going i mean i've always had an immense respect for the military um, I grew up in it. My father is uh, it was a 20-year um, he's a Vietnam vet, Army uh, Ranger, Airborne. Uh, he was a he was an artillery commander in the middle of nowhere on a on a hill in Vietnam, and you know, lived to tell that. Has a lot of stories, and was just a a man who then became a, a a physician. And so I grew up, you know, bouncing around to different army bases. We lived at Fort Huachuca, we lived in Fort Benning, Fort Sam Houston, and San Antonio and um so that was always that was always interesting to me my dad never pushed me to to apply to west point Mm -hmm. you know he they actually if you ask my parents where i applied they could probably only name three schools because they didn't weren't really a part of that they i was fortunate enough that wherever we were going to get in you know we thought we could you know financially handle it um but They just kind of trusted us and they knew, I mean, my brother and I both were just uh, that way when it came to school. My sister as well, you know, we had a plan. It wasn't a lot of like prodding from our parents, you know, but I had a good high school experience. You're asking about that. I mean, uh, I went to an all boys school, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think even to this day, it's funny. We go to the same roles that whenever we see each other, you know, they have a way of uh, keeping you real, you know, and where, where you came from, you know, keeping you down to earth. That's way. A yeah. lot of people also in San Antonio are too, you know. <laughs> it's like, hey, so what, you think you're all big shit or what? <laughs> you know. Um but I uh I have a lot of fond memories, you know, a lot of a lot of great friends are in high school. And those guys still remain, you know, lifelong dear friends.
0: So rarely bullied or picked on, I'm assuming.
1: Oh no, I was jeez, I was picked on my first day of eighth grade, my first mm-hmm. day of freshman year at, at, at Central. Um, and that's even coming from a guy who like my brother went there before me and was really popular, you know, and lots of friends there, but it's just, you know, people, we know now that, you know, bullying comes out of people that are insecure and sad or hurting about something and want to make right. someone else feel weaker or feel sad. And, um, gosh, I mean, I think even turning around that I may have been that person to some people, you know, like mm-hmm. it's hard to draw the line when, you know, you're at an all boys school where there's a lot of just, you know. Literally poking around at each other, wrestling, just kind of uh, giving each other a lot of grief, you know. But it was all about having a thick skin. So, you know, I'm sure I probably be qualified as bullied some people sometimes. And not yeah, not that. But, but no, I I get my fair share. I was never a big guy, so no.
0: I was the guy that you bullied at CrossFit Hollywood. And that's, <laughs> that's why I invited you here. I wanted to uh, This is more of an intervention to calling you out to see uh, if there was a character arc, if you really have oh changed. Oh my God, I remember you now. Oh my God, you're sure. so skinny and gross. And now look at you. Look how beautiful
1: you are.
0: Um, so, good high school experience, track star, turned out West, uh, West Point, but uh, goes to Stanford. And also, didn't you attend Oxford as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, come on, John. What are we
0: going to talk about tonight? You know? I I just I didn't know any of this stuff yeah, about you, so I was Christmas. like, it's amazing. I was like, holy shit! I just kept reading about you, and I was like, wow, that's so impressive. Um, but you know what? I'm glad I, I didn't. I don't. I'm glad I didn't know your your resume because I got to to at least get to know you a little bit more. Um, you know, in real life as a human being. And so now, maybe
1: maybe a, maybe a bit more respect, huh? Oh yeah, maybe absolutely. a bit more respect, John. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Okay, we'll start there.
0: <laughs> so. Um, your latest show is Abrea. I checked out last night. It's a big show.
1: It's crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Um, you're someone who has been working um, in entertainment for, I mean, basically uh, most of your adult life. I want to kind of get right to it. Uh, and a lot of people think that's shiny and that's what, you know, whatever. And I'm sure it comes with a lot of perks and, you know, um, you're, you're very successful. but how do you, how do you manage, how do you manage, um, relationship? How do you manage marriage, friendships and, you know, all of that stuff when you are traveling and being pulled in different and also, you know, the whole fame and all that?
1: Well, um, you know, I think for any of us going through life, you know, we have the different pluses and minuses and my minuses a lot of times, uh, equate to not being here, you know, like when I literally cannot be in town and, um, I've been very fortunate to grow up with my daughter, you know, and like to be there, um, every moment of the day. And then also we, you know, spent COVID together. She's four and a half. So, you know, all that time. And, and I, that's what I like about my occupation is I do get to see Madela and when she was growing up, we were on the good doctor and I was, you know, had a very easy schedule or, you know, easier. Um, so that's something that's very important for me. And, um, it's uh, juggling everything's been kind of tough. Like that's one thing we we try to always make sure we do is is to keep the family together, you know. And and uh, my wife came up with me with my daughter, like I said, to Vancouver, and that made all the difference. But um, you know, it's I I was thinking about friendships just the other day too. You know, I'm I'm blessed to have some really great friends, and my wife and I are very active in trying to always plan things and get them together, and and um, but. I have to say, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm not I don't know if I'm bad at it right now, but but I do lament that I think as we get older, there's fewer and fewer people that we can really open up to yeah. that really kind of know us from the get that that have a shorthand that we don't have to bring them up to speed on everything before we can then share some stuff with them. Um, I have become a little better, I think, as I've gotten older, finding people that I think can be that for me, even though it may take a little more work, like you said, bringing someone up to speed or, you know, hey, no new friends and all of that. But um, I think I've found that in, in a few other people in my life. But, you know, it's tough because everyone's got kids and has their life. And, you know, it's what's what's going to happen, the dreaded phone call, right? You get a phone call from someone, you're like, oh, you know, oh, gosh, you could be calling me right now at this hour, you know and as much as you want to you know there's life there's life going on that pulls us away from all of it so i mean friends i I know i can be better and i try to be really curious with what everyone's doing and um i just wish i could be there for them more but i think maybe a lot of us are feeling that way right now i mean because we're just now opening up um so maybe that's the way everyone feels but i i think that's the most important thing really is you know obviously your family and friends
0: what's um, the hardest thing what's the hardest thing about marriage doing what you do or just in general what, what, what you've been married for how long
1: since 2016
0: yeah so um what's up is that around 7 years i'm really bad at math
1: since 2016 we're in 2021 almost the end of it i mean we're we're going on close to 6 years but 5 years
0: yeah so um what's the hardest thing about marriage for you
1: Um, it's funny. I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you and I'm, I'm looking through my living room doors, the windows that my wife who's pregnant right now.
0: Oh shit. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: And and she's due with our second uh, December 13th. And I'm looking at my little one right now. And we also live in such a way, live in such a way or or a living situation with other family. And so it's, it's nice having, you know, her aunt and uncle around. And, um, so the hard thing about marriage, uh, I think it's a matter of the hard thing for me at least was was really realizing you're not just going to find someone that fits in, mm-hmm. and then, you know, in your life and then that's it. I think, I mean, you could, you could, you could do that. I think I've had a lot of friends who've had maybe immature relationships or unmatched relationships where I like to think partner you know I I, that word I used to make fun of people um, when I was in Australia everyone say my partner my partner Um, and I actually really like that term a lot more because to me it makes so much more sense is realizing that you are gonna have to change a lot and you know this is a partner you know some people say my partner in crime but honestly like the person you're picking my wife says you know I hitched my wagon you know and she's like making bets on You know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, all right, you know, there's people that came from her life and there's other people that would and could, um, she's an amazing woman. Um, and I think it's always remembering and being aware of that fact, but the fact that she says, I believe in, in you. And not that, you know, I'm not the only, you know, the breadwinner of the family and whatnot too. Like she is an entrepreneur and an actress in her own life. but the idea that someone would say, yeah, I like to cut of your jib. Let's, let's let's go on this adventure together. That yeah. to me, it's made it's it's gotten it's gotten even more incredible. May I say lately, to just getting yeah. your head around it because you know you you reach the age we are. I'm forty five. I know you're right ahead of me there. Um, Seven.
0: I'm seventy eight. The 78. whole aging thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys. Um, but I think as you get older, you start to realize you look at obviously there's you know a bit of mortality and but like looking at life a little bit differently. And I think, I don't know, there was a certain entitlement, I think, with relationships before and and thinking that things just had to kind of fit into my life. And I think a lot of times as men, we don't put ourselves in the other person's shoes and look at over there and go, okay, if this was the, what we put in our storefront and said, you know, this is what I present to you, you know, and we don't step around sometimes and look in that window and see if we were walking by if we'd want to stop ourselves. You know, yeah. like sometimes we're what we offer, uh in relationships is so much less than what we're asking or so much Mm -hmm. less than what we'd expect and then how can you respect somebody who accepts that? right i think too you know so um what was the question
0: um what was difficult about marriage but i want to say something i want to take a highlighter to something you said uh i love that you put weight on the word partner i think we live in a world where um marriage because of you know Disney movies and uh whatever media has made it very shiny and lots of sugar and people the one.
1: Being,
0: the the one right exactly and the, and I always say the one is the one that's in front of you right uh when you think about this love is a choice yeah exactly and so when you say partner I agree with you man because it kind of scrapes all the you know all the bullshit away and it's like no we're partners to me when I think about partner I think about equality I think about um, people owning things. I think about meeting people, you know, in the middle. Starsky um, and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch, absolutely. Agni <laughs> La- and Lacey. Iconic partners. Laverne and Shirley. Yes, uh, we're we both dating Funny, ourselves, sweet. guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a great word, and and I and I hope the the next generation or any you know the, the people coming up start using the word partner, and I think it's happening instead of. You know, all the other uh, fancy words that um, just are very kind of like. Well, think animated. about also how,
1: how you grew up. I don't know what your parents were like, but I was thinking about it too, man. I was like, he's got it pretty good because, like, I cook, man. you know, like I, I clean. I mm-hmm. like it being I'm not good at organizing, but if you organize, then I'm like, put right, this here, and this fits here. I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, but she's great at organizing. So, you know, this could really work out. Um, but, it's like I, I know the way I grew up guys sat down and watched tv yeah and women were in the kitchen and cleaning yep. and, and everything else and like that just doesn't fly even in my house when I go back home for the holidays even you know I find that it's that easy if I wanted to I could just walk around the couch and then lay down and everyone's watching the Cowboys game and I'm kind of like we could just do this, <laughs> you know, like, and my wife's going along with it because she's there with her, my mom and everyone else like in the kitchen and like, Oh, that's weird. Nick's just sitting there not helping. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I grew up very differently, man. And so I don't know, I, I kind of, but I pride myself on, on it shouldn't, that's not extra. That's like, which is like, you know, I want her to want to be excited to come home. I don't want it always to be this stop of like where we come between Going after our dreams on the outside, and then we come back to like crash into each other or something. You know, it's a it's a place that for us we I I want that to be present. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, I I want her to be excited about the different stuff and using the spaces in our home that she's worked so hard to put together and like enjoying them, enjoying presenting it. You know, and sharing it with family. And she's happy when it's you know full of friends and family. So why not? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. I know it sounds like for some people that go, yeah, what's the big deal? But I think for a lot of us, you know, the generation right before us, and even some of my friends, I'm sure, are probably way right back.
0: Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a Korean household where uh, dad, alcoholic. yeah, yeah, I'm not adopted, <laughs> although I wish I was adopted by Angelina, Brangelina when they were a thing. But um, I uh, so uh, I grew. Gr- already thirty by
1: then. That's-
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I tried to do the hawk and it was. I I I grew up in a household where um, um, women were submissive, like you said, women in the kitchen, men controlling, dominant. Also, a lot of um, addiction. Um, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of not a lot of talk about feelings, and so uh, I like what you're talking about because you're talking about. definition of man right you're talking about uh what it means to be yeah and so one of the things that i really applaud with you and even though i've been watching from a distance um you being someone who is kind of uh you know in front of the camera and successful and attractive um creating a dialogue like this where um you're saying, you know, it, it's time to change things. And this is what I think a man looks like. It's different from, you know, the, the tree I fell from. Um, and it, may, it it's harder for you because it, culturally, we, we should default to the iron fist and, you know, the machismo and all of that. And so um, you wanting to change that I think is, is a big deal.
1: Well, I mean, you also gotta look, where does it get you, you know? I mean, if, you're, if you want to look at it purely from, you know, even a selfishness, if, if people want to know, like, if you, I don't know, I always had a problem with like, look, I want to be sincere with how I feel. I don't mm-hmm. want to fake feelings. I don't want to act like that was always the thing that kept me from getting into therapy because I was like, well, we're going to listen to these things that she's going to tell us. Then we're both going to go over here and try them. But we both know we're trying because this lady told us to try these things. And now we're both like not really doing it. We're doing just what someone told us. but you don't realize like how much it's not really that. Um, It's a safe space to share, you know, and be able to talk to each other even and know that you can have another person there to kind of shepherd what you were trying to say and get across and why maybe what's blocking in and just kind of shepherding conversation. Like how many times have people been there? Like, God, I just wish there was a third person here. Or, you know, you run back the tape, you know, there's a black mirror episode like that where, you know, it's like, can we run back the tape from, you know, four, five minutes ago and then they'll play back what happened. This couple's able to argue that way, which is like a nightmare. I can't even imagine, but you know.
0: Yeah. And and I think, um, it's hard to see, um, how we are through our own eyes, right? Because uh, we're coming in loaded and with an angle. So when you have someone else who's neutral, um, who is going to challenge you and hold up a mirror, uh, that's, I mean, I don't know if we can really process, we, we can process by ourselves, but to really look at things, you know, from a 360 or from to put flip something on your head and, and all of that, um, that requires a, a third party for sure, you know, and the dynamic right. we have with our partner, that in itself is a living, breathing thing. So those tracks that were laid um, may not be healthy. And, right. you know,
1: and and I just think that like, uh, you know, you were, you were saying about wanting that to change. I just feel like, where does what does it get you where does the machismo mm-hmm. like no I mean because I mean, <laughs> I mean look at it also honestly it's unfashionable now anyway and then beyond that it's like right. it, there's people just don't want to be a manhandled or be you know told what to do for no other reason than you know someone being macho or not that that's the only meaning of it I just mean it's something that's so antithesis of of what it seems that even the whole cultural zeitgeist is headed towards, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think it, there's a lot more look at equality, which is still so crazy to me to even have to be talking like that, the fact that there are people that do self believe that, you know, you talk about anyway, that they're not equal or people aren't. Yeah. The fact that you're still having these conversations just shows just how backwards that we still are.
0: You know? Sure. I mean, but, you
1: know these people.
0: Um, y- you know what's interesting is um, when I knew you in, in person, I feel like I knew a cardboard cutout of you, right? I I would see you at the gym and and, and maybe we would, you know, fist bump or go motorcycle riding with a bunch of other people. But I I didn't really know you know you. And so um, following you on social media and hearing some of your conversations, and I know you do some lives with your wife and stuff like that, um, that made me either believe that I didn't really know you or you went through something. It made me believe that, Wait a minute. Some, something must have happened in his life where he's actually having different conversations, or he's actually talking about things that I never knew that you were passionate about. You know, Wh- well, which which yeah, do I you mean, think I it think think, is, or is it both?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I know we, you know, we got together, but you know, we definitely sweat, sweat together a That's for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, workouts and things, but beyond that. You know, I think there was a bit of a, you know, we were, it was part of the party, you know, we were all working hard and then playing hard and, and a lot of times the conversations didn't maybe go as long, as long, you know, I didn't get off on any of the trips that you and and Andy sometimes would be able to get out on and spend a longer time camping, you know, where you kind of get an idea of someone, although Andy is someone that you can go camping with and still he's such a layered guy that there's so much different stuff. You're like, hold on, I didn't know you would know or be interested in any of that. Or right. that you're a ninja, which he is. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there's a bit of that. I mean, there's a lot I didn't know about you until, like, you know, that's one of the things I do like about Instagram, you. you know. We talk even about our relationship, and I really enjoyed following you and the, the things you have to say. And there's a certain poignancy, and there's a certain thing that cuts through a lot of the talk, a lot of the – I feel like there's landmines of, like, therapy landmines or words that trip off people and going like, oh, and they want to start to back up when they when those come along. And some people, you can smell them a mile away. Mm. And I think you don't do that. I think you appeal to someone by just being very honest. You have a, a touch of the poet, whether you know it or not. Um, and there's a way that I think that they come together in a simplicity, but also uh, there's rhythm. Uh, there's been more than a few where my my inbox of you know DMs are all filled with my friends going exactly are you kidding me you know love this guy you know mm-hmm. um so to get to know you that way and to feel sympathetic doing certain things and you know reaching out to you like i did for when my wife and i were looking for, for counseling you know which um, i am i'm allowed to share and finally mm-hmm. share um, <laughs> but you know then i came to you because i was like here's someone who gets it who's coming from a particular place and I, like i said there's there's those buzzwords there's that kind of attitudes that turn off maybe a lot of us who aren't as savvy when it comes to therapy my wife uh, grew up in it a little bit more had opportunities for it, took it took
0: you know what it, you know what it does very foreign you know what it does for me as a man so i see you and um it makes me okay so i see you in my my knee jerk is to be locker room is to fist bump workout sweat you know Um, quote, unquote, be manly. And then I experience you in your energy and um, your wisdom, your conversations. And then it makes me put that down, and then kind of open up like it it may and I think Andy has that too, where he's like, you know, fitness guy, but he's also sensitive. He's a ninja, but he you know, you could also go into the woods and just like, you know, talk. Um, And so when I meet men like that, it really it gives me a, a, a heart boner. It makes me feel like, oh. I was wondering God. where this
1: is going. I was like, do you even want to sleep with us? Is that what it
0: is? Just, just, just with my heart, man. You know, I got to uh,
1: say, though, I get I get what you're saying, and to me, what heart boner means, hashtag heart boner,
0: is. Um, <laughs> some people hate that, but whatever. That
1: what what really does get me is that, and I have some dear friends that, and I care for them almost more because they remind me a little bit of, of people I know, but there are some, guys who like you said you can be around and i've known for years and we've hung out and i'm like great guy with co-sign yes you want you want to work with him yeah he's an awesome dude but then i realized like we never share you Yeah. know or, yeah. and i try like some guys i had friends for years that were like what do they do if you can find out tonight ask because i'm always like what do you do and i'll even ask him and they'll <laughs> have a way of getting out of it the next time like this doesn't get an answer I literally would know people like that for the longest time but i think that (laughs) i don't even know where i was at it now that i'm saying it but um but i that's that's what's what's more gold to me like i want to connect with someone i want to yeah i mean because i don't have all the answers man and i'm not a a role model or even a a great example i'm you know trying really it's not easy i'm trying really hard and i'm not a great guy all the time i'm frustrated i i'm short and it uh, just kills me my, my impatience my feeling i know everything i mean it's just you know i'm still battling with the shit that makes you hate yourself right um but i do feel like i want to connect but like how do you, what, what works for you i don't need to know about the you know the oak app and you know you walking me through a guided breathing kind of thing how do you really like how does someone, how does it really function? I mean, I'm more surprised to find out sometimes how good I have it when, when I'm feeling really low and you start sharing with friends, you are like, whoa, I didn't even know that was an option where you know, where things have devolved to or, or friends who are going through really hard times with, with partners that they're not connecting with. And um, mine are sometimes like I gotta have patience and to explain to her about something that she's trying to celebrate with me about. Like, good yeah. news, you know? Yeah. And I get frustrated, you know what I mean? Like, the kind of uh, stuff like that, or, or judging yourself, you know? Um, so, I don't knock myself up, but I, I do, and I think my my wife does when we do Insta stories and stuff with people that really move us, or... Because I don't like opening up like this. I mean, if you look up on my on my Instagram, I, I like being in touch with people who love my fans, but I'm not like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I yeah. just, I feel too insecure, and I'm like, no one wants to see this. So... Well, I, I, you know I appreciate it but at the same time through it I've been able to you know get to get to talk to like there's people that really move us or, or things that we're excited about and share it you know so in that same long line is guys that you know uh, about life I want to know what you're going through I want to yeah. know about you not just you know I don't know I mean I, I think friendships are based on so many other things but um, you know twenties and thirties in LA Um, and I'm, I'm just looking for people that I can really get to know and you know, what makes you tick? What do you care about?
0: Yeah, it's refreshing. It's real. I love it, man. Um, I, the, there are other, there are a few other men that I met that I also put in that category. Uh, Dak Shepard, Justin Baldini, some of these other men who um, are, are are quote unquote successful in the in front of the camera, but also they're just sensitive dudes and they're transparent and they're vulnerable. Um, Justin's great, right? Justin's great. Yeah, he's such a kind guy, and yeah. uh, almost to the point where you're like, what? why this is Is there is there you know is is he up to something is there he is, a trip? he is up to something he's a lizard
1: person and he's up to something and you have yeah. fallen under his his um, spell like we all have
0: but i would definitely put you in that category and i know back in the day um i was secretly had my crepe and coffee friends the guys that weren't athletes um that i would talk about feelings i was going through a divorce at the time and then i put you in the category with like jp um, Andy, you know David Page, all yeah, the real athletes, real jocks, real <laughs> jocks, right? Um, like the, the top crossfitters in that in that box. And um, I would be intimidated. I wouldn't talk to you this way because I would feel like this is the locker room guy. Oh no, we would
1: we would have kicked your ass.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, for sure.
1: No, don't ever try to step to me on the street and try to talk like this, man. Okay.
0: Well, well, now, now that you're uh, in your 40s and I can see you know, um, who you really are and all the things that you're interested in, uh, now I do feel safe with you. And uh, not only that, but I, I really feel proud um, and, uh, and just championing uh, your success because uh, not because of what you do, but kind of, like, because from what I've seen, there hasn't been a lot of dishonest moments. Like, you're, you're, you're pretty, even what you're saying now is, like, it, it, there's a sincerity to you, which um, I think the world needs. As far, especially coming from a, a minority man, you know.
1: Right on, man. Well, wow. thank you. I, yeah. I, you know, I have so many people I see that in, too, you know, that I follow this, the, you know, on, even on Instagram, but, um, sure. no, thank you. That's very great, man.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about. Is, um, is there a way
1: that we can see like comments and stuff? Because mine's like frozen with a question. Is that because we're in Q&A or something instead of like the feed?
0: No, dude, I got lots of questions for you. So let, let's, uh, let's. No, but I
1: mean, I, I'm saying I can't see the feed. I don't know why. All I see is it's frozen. It's like frozen from
0: a long time ago. Let's answer a few questions if you don't mind. we got about 15 minutes left and I want, always wanna address the people in the room. Um, I don't wanna ignore them because I feel like uh, I I do a lot of that where I turn the thing on and I'm ignoring the people in front and just kind of like talking out to the world. So um, there's a guy named Nicholas Gonzalez and he says, how did your life change after having, there's a lot of Nicholas Gonzalez's in here, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> And, and I think a couple of fan accounts as well, but he asked, How did your life change after having your first child?
1: Oh boy. Um, the most amazing thing about having my daughter was that I was suddenly there was someone else that I could care about more than myself, you know, other than, you know, like my wife, we can be married obviously. Helicopter? Like, you know, there's suddenly now something outside yourself that you can focus on, even, and you know, it's just so refreshing because you, know, you take a back seat finally, you know. And it's like in this business, not only are we that way just because you know we're up here in the as the pilot in this avatar of body, but also because we are. Um, um sorry, I'm getting eaten a lot by mosquitoes. Um, what
0: was the question? um how has it changed you uh oh my, yeah how has it changed you
1: right um is is that you know we're always concerned like not only are we all like that, but i'm saying that even as an actor even more so you know because you're your commodity you're your your thing you're talking is actually physically you and you know your your thing um and so suddenly having something outside of that you know mm-hmm. that was I focus on put all my love into her and this relationship with my wife and building a home for this little one and just you know everything becomes new again you know uh, the things that you were kind of cynical about you want that magic for them you know again like do i like teaching her the exact same things in, in the sense of religion and other things that i was no but um there's this sense of like i was talking to my mom this morning about it, where you just want to make you want you want that wonder to be there because there's more than enough time to realize everything else And still razor very you know about things in the world we don't try to shield a lot but the wonder is is something that still sticks with me the wonder of the holidays the wonder of certain places and people and they did a lot to keep that alive you know? yeah i want to pass it on
0: one of the things that um, I find powerful is uh, getting to see the world again through new eyes. So through my daughter's eyes and everything's different, whether we're talking about tasting a cookie or you know, through her expressions and experience or, or getting on a swing or a skateboard, like
1: yeah.
0: it's like you get to relive again and it uh, makes you very mindful and present and uh, filled with gratitude. It really is. Someone asked, how was your experience in The Good Doctor?
1: Great experience. Um, I mean, one of the highlights of, of my career, not uh, being, you know, a, a part that part that I uh, was completely in love with, uh, a part that I think was really good for America in many ways, you know, for Latinos, um, mm-hmm. a character like Dr. Melendez. Um, I felt very at home. Uh, it's a rare feeling. You kind of feel like you, you kind of, Inhabit someone to where you not like you're not going to make a mistake. because There's not really mistakes in there, but you just kind of feel like anything start to feel right, um, really dialed in, which is a nice thing as an actor to feel because <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're usually using tricks to try to to try to trip yourself into it. How did
0: how did that experience change you as an actor, or did it in any way?
1: Um, it changed it changed me in some ways. I mean, I think I also um, was adamant coming into the show. Uh, and a lot of my other um, co-stars shared the same feelings that we just wanted to have the kind of atmosphere that guest stars and other people that came into felt like was creative, felt welcome, didn't feel like there was a separation or that they had to, you know, pay out to the regulars. You know, everybody was just um, really, it, it was a great family, you know, that we worked really hard to put together and you know, just try to have everybody them,
0: you know, yeah yeah
1: um i just really love that
0: and it's really uh last question a nicholas gonzalez fan says and that's that's the name of his, his account he says <laughs> uh um it's how, basically he says uh how do you love yourself so he wants advice on um how do you how do you love yourself how does how does nicholas gonzalez you how do you practice self-love
1: I think self-love can be really hard when if you're in a period of judging yourself and, and being your worst critic. So sometimes one of the only things you can really turn to is someone else who can use your help. Mm -hmm. And if you can be of help to someone else, I think that you'll start to see the beauty in that and uh, feel a purpose. If for some reason, God forbid, you feel you don't have a purpose, but um, I don't, I think the hard part is loving yourself, being in love, doing yoga. There are all these things that I think have a, people have a misconception about because it's the practice. Not everybody's good at it. Everybody can't do handstands immediately. I've been doing it for years and there's stuff that I don't, I don't even understand how it is yoga. Okay. But it's the practice and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with that. You know, it's a, it's a practice of, of trying to love yourself. Everything is going to stand your way. You're going to have more than enough things to tell you that you're not enough. So right. try to find things that tell you you are. But when you, when you, if you're at rock bottom, I'll tell you, you can always find somebody you can use your
0: help. Yeah, help I, I, um, I've never heard self-love be defined in that way before, which is really interesting. Uh, so what you're saying is to love yourself, uh, you actually help other people, meaning loving yourself then becomes a process that's greater than you. Uh, which I think is, is super powerful.
1: Well, I guess it's just because if you truly are having a hard time, because I think it's hard to have some people, you know, people want to ask actors and stuff, how do you love yourself? You know, right. and they're like, God, if I were you, I would, I would feel this. And gosh, yeah, and I, yeah, you yeah. know, or, or I don't want to hear somebody who, uh, you know, I don't turn to Gwyneth Paltrow to ask about what I should be thinking about mental <laughs> yeah. health. I'm not saying she doesn't facilitate excellent experts and put maybe a great platform together. My point is, it's not, you know, it's, it's it's not for, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do know what you mean. And, <laughs> and also uh, self-help, I, I, I don't like, not self-help, self-love. I don't like that word because it can be a bumper sticker these days. And also the commercialization of wellness um, has made a lot of people, a lot of memes, a lot of stuff on, you know, social media. Love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. Um, I like the idea of trying to like yourself because I think like is earned, uh, love is a choice I like so, that I
1: heard you say that I was looking listening to one of your things I think it was yesterday and you said that and I, I really liked I wanted to remind remember that like and love because a lot of people will hear well love is a choice right, right. and people really understand that um, especially if you start to look at it that way like especially when someone's really annoying you and you know yeah. your yeah, wife like mean, your wife we, we, we have family to do this I'm not going to wake up and always feel this kind of overwhelming of like Right. The birds are chirping, and right. now, you know, and I turn to her, and her breath's perfect. And we're like, you know, there's a reality that starts to not that her, her breath is wonderful, she takes <laughs> care of all that stuff. But what I mean is, is, there's this reality that I think people don't want to realize or don't don't realize that uh, about it, you know, and that's why I say partners, you know, it's not this thing that you're just have this overarching feeling that you're dancing. From, from one thing to the next. I mean, that's what happens with new love. And that, that's why sometimes people get caught up and then they want to get engaged because there's a party involved with that and their friends are doing it. And then they want to set a wedding because then there's a party involved with that and there's mm-hmm. a whole to-do and there's all these things we can focus on together or even apart, like I'll focus on this for the wedding and you focus on that. And it gives us things to not look at each other and what you are really trying to do. Some of us are just playing out the stories that our parents did. They got married at this age. They started having kids. They're not even thinking about what they really want. You know, right. you're in a more of an unconventional setup. I definitely am. I got married very late. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very different thing. I have friends whose kids are already graduated from college.
0: You know? Yeah. Most of my um, friends, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's a very different kind of thing, but I don't think a lot of people sit and really consider that. And that's the sad part, you know, not as many people need to be, married either, you know, um, it's not something you do because it's the next step. You know, it doesn't yeah. fix anything either. fix um, it fixed me. <laughs> but it's definitely helping, you know, me. I think I'm a better person through it. I'm a better person through loving my wife. I'm a better person from learning from her. Um, and I'm a better person for the patience I have to exhibit I'm trying to yeah. teach her back and she doesn't want to listen the same way. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's a good time, but it's not without its work. Sure. But you don't have to do
0: it. I want to end with a question from myself, and it's something I stole from Tim Ferriss. Um, What would be your banner? What would be something that uh, you would want um, to leave the world if you could say a message? What would be the flag that you would wave? Someone asks, uh, what what do you want to tell your fans? And it's kind of the same thing. So whether they're your fans or not, um, yeah.
1: That's a really tough one, man. Trying to think of, I put that in. Because it's so easy sometimes to say, don't worry. Right. And it's so easy to say, be present. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who can't help but have to be present in really horrible circumstances. Sure. So I don't want to sound like a pompous ass, but I'm going to. And I'll say that, don't um, worry.
0: <laughs> don't worry and be present. Yeah, sure.
1: I've gotten so much more i of being curious. And it's hard. I say this not because I'm good at it. I think it's something that I'm good at. They're from bringing up in this podcast and I'm talking to you. I say it because it's the very thing I'm talking about. you know, curious, keeping me that wonder for the world together with a little feed the wonder that my daughter would take in the thirst to see the beauty that I wanted to see so much as I was growing up that I stay that hungry in, in providing that for her showing her that
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I don't want to shortchange her like I shortchanged myself You know, I feel like I got to a certain point in my life and there was a lot more I could do but because I had success in everyone else's eyes, well then, you know, hey, he's right where you he, wanna be. And there's so much more I could do and I don't do, you know? And I don't wanna shortchange either of us and life isn't over for me, it doesn't become all about them. That's the other thing, you know, I go out on when people make it all about their children. Like, you know, you wanna teach them well, you wanna provide them the things you didn't have. You wanna love them the way you weren't loved or stop the repetition of the trauma that that you felt um you find yourself talking like your parents are, Whoa, i don't want to duplicate that and not even just because you think they're lame but because you know it's abusive or it's not the way you want you don't want to be feared you want to be loved um, but there is um shoot where was i headed with that there? Okay. like so many uh, tangents but i was
0: it, it, it doesn't matter, but I, I like what I took away from it, um, which is very strong, is be curious.
1: Yeah, like I don't want short to shortchange her that experience. Like, yeah. sorry, that's yeah. that's really the, the thing. And I think we get to that point in life. And um, so that in turn keeps us younger, keeps us curious, keeps us, yeah. you know, in that play state. And um, I, I mean, when I let everything overwhelm me and I start thinking about all the stuff going on in the world or you know what, what's on your feed, and it, it's hard not to sometimes it's just sure. it's overwhelming and i try to stop and to put all that out and say okay where does this all exist it exists in the ether around this doesn't it's not even physical it's referring sometimes to things that are going on in the world that are really sad but like if we just pulled it all away what is going on with me right now and if you get really primal with it and say okay here i am what's going on right i'm warm i have shelter Belly satiated, no dangers right now, I'm breathing easy. But you know what I mean? Yeah, life, yeah. Life wallops us at any given point. And the sad thing is we go through life thinking there's some point where you're just happy and you're living up here. Mm-hmm. But things come along. I mean, ask anyone who's dealt with cancer, which is so wanton and so um, wanton is the word. There's no rhyme and reason sometimes. And it's just this things that come by in life and it's, it's not you know what happens to you it's how you react to it right and we right. hear it all the time but that really is that's the practice that's the yoga that's we're not all good at it no one's good at it that's the, the sweat equity and you just got to put in something to get something that's the banner you got to yeah. put in something to get something you don't yeah. you don't get it you just won't get it for real. right
0: about
1: the deep stuff you know there's too much instant gratification you know it's about delaying working for it
0: yeah um i want to as we leave i want to say a couple things one thank you for being yeah, here i, I still I, have
1: like two more beers man we don't have to
0: go in. oh shit! i didn't know that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um i know you have family i know you have one in the oven i know i hear kids i you know also uh, yeah i'm wondering I, I don't know
1: how loud it is
0: that's all right no i'm just I'm saying that i I, I know slides. i know i know you're busy so i really appreciate you taking the time to step out for an hour mm, um right. also i know there's mosquitoes circ- circling that's you fine. And What's uh, going on? When I left three <laughs> when I left
1: 3 years ago, there wasn't mosquitoes in LA. Not oh, you're already. in L- Are you in GLC? LA right now? Yeah.
0: yeah oh, yeah. what what city? Where?
1: Uh Valley Village, area
0: Oh, okay, cool. Um, that was strong
1: right? for the first time.
0: Wow. That's that's kind of close to James Castro, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Another another good man, right? Yeah. Sensitive Village. and yeah. Um, very sensitive. very <laughs> Maybe too sensitive, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um you know what I love about this conversation, and here's my takeaway: um, If no one was watching, none of this would have changed. I think we would have still, you know, had the same conversation. Um, so I appreciate you pulling the curtain back, showing yourself, uh, being you on purpose. And uh, yeah, it's like um, it's kind of what I expected. I haven't really had a conversation with you like this in a long time, and um, it's a great reminder, you know, that uh, men can be successful, married. You know, have children and still be uh, working on themselves and showing up and, and, and all of that. So, thank you. Yeah, for life life's it. just there's
1: just too much too much to go through that we continue to put ourselves through, and we, you yeah. can just stop it. Like I'm tired of. I'm gonna start on the first of the month. Oh, Monday. I'm gonna I'm gonna start that. It's, it's just it's not like why put yourself through the same tired stuff. Say goodbye. change, yeah. do, yeah. do it different. Be better. Be better. I love that I'm not, I'm not good at it, but you know who's really good at that? Joe Tim. That's what he was, was good at. Oh say. shit,
0: I remember Joe. Do, <laughs> do better.
1: That. Yeah, you know who Joe is?
0: That's my brother in law Oh wow. Or my
1: sister, Madeline, yeah.
0: Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy.
1: And he's like, do better. No all your excuses are lies. Like all that I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. He's right. He's
0: I right. love I love that you have someone that can check you like that with love. Yeah. All we can right, brother that for each other. Absolutely. Um, from a distance or, or in person, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for the conversation. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out. It's Any great seeing you. It. All right, Thank Nick. You. Be well. Bye. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey Coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo. Journey Coaching, that's J-R-N-I, and it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.